On this week's episode of Carolina Sports Talk, we've got the big league of fantasy football. The Carolina Sports Talk League drafts live. Let's go! Another all-new episode of Carolina Sports Talk starts now. Can y'all feel that? Can you feel that thing that's oozing out your doggone hands? That thing is beating your doggone chest right now. Welcome back. Welcome back to another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. It's your main man, Big Cliff. And as always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, tap in and join us on the Carolina Sports Talk line. Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Lastly, the Facebook page, Carolina Sports Talk, talks back. Man, oh man, oh man, you guys, I am excited. It is draft night. We are live in uh, Patriot Patty Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina. Y'all welcome in, as always, my main man and yours in studio, DJ High Star in the building. That's good, that's good. Oh, I said Patriot, uh, Carolina Sports Talk Nation. <laughs> Let's go, man. Dog, how you been, bro? Been a long time since we've been in studio together, man. Such an auspicious occasion as this, you know what I mean? But how you been, bro? Uh, Chilling, man. Uh, Just chilling. I had a great time this past weekend uh, um, at the little DJ situation. And next event that's coming up is a wedding in a couple weeks for my frat brother. So uh, that should be a good time as well. But I'm chilling. You out here busy, busy, man, living a life, working hard and doing the thing, man. But not only are we in Patriot Patty studio, though, but we actually got in the building Patriot Patty. How you been, ma'am? How you been? I'm good. I'm good. You ready to go ahead and get this get this draft underway as our defending champ? Let's go, let's go. Now, if it wasn't enough to have my dog DJ High Star in the building and my dog Patriot Patty in the building, we got another one of and many more of our players not only in the building but along on the ride with us. Shout out to my dog TJ in the building. What's good with you, bro? Yo, what's good? What's good, people? How you Welcome, welcome, welcome to the league, man. Now I know, aka Jay Prince Jr. But yeah, I mean, let's get it. Oh my God. <laughs> Yo, happy to be here, dog. We're excited, man. Now, also on the line, I got some some hitters, man. Some fantasy football legends out here in these streets with us. First up on the screen, I see my dog representing Columbia, South Carolina, Brett Seats. Let's go. What's up, Brett? Hey, how y'all doing tonight? Good, good, man. You excited coming back to kind of defend some of those losses that you got last year? What's up? Oh man, dude, I got to get some redemption, dude. That that was that was messed up. Running the whole season last year, and then at the end, just getting blown out. Yeah, it was tough, man. I I, I was shaky most of the season. So to, to to finish the way that you did, I can only only relate to you, man. Altered B seats in the building. Good to see you, my dog. Next up, our frat brother, the Ashton. What's good with it? Philly in the house. Yeah, it was good. Like jersey's in the house. Oh, jersey, much of a Philly, Philly fan. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Jersey's in the house. There they go. Okay, yeah. let's get it. Ashton, man, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Came in this league this year. Ready to 
show some of these skills off in another league. You know what I mean? I'm ready. Now, I will say one thing about you, Ashton. I've seen, like, your evolution over time, bro. Like, you started off a good player, but you you successfully kind of escalated yourself to that great status, man. I see the strategy that you put into it and the effort and the, and the dollar amount that you put in the league. So, at the end of the day, I know you, you know what I mean? You vested in this thing, dog. So, I'm excited to see what you do this year as well. Next up over there, we got Brandon in the building. What's good, B? Yo, yo, what's going on, man? Man, good. Now, y'all, I gotta, I gotta get paint this picture for you. My boy Brandon came in here, ready to draft, ready to rock the silver and the black. My man got on the jersey, he got uh-huh. on the hat, he has uh-huh. the virtual background, rocking and representing for his Raiders. <laughs> but let me ask you a question: Are you gonna like fail off in the middle of the season like they do? What's up? Oh, come on, man! I got big hopes like my Raiders, man. Championship this year. See, now I'm, I'm gonna be a hater <laughs> on everybody that's not the Panthers. So that, like, I didn't notice. I just skipped over the Eagles only because their quarterback is our frat brother too, and I didn't want to hurt Ashton's feeling and tell him that dog was gonna need to get in the cut. But we're gonna move forward and work our way all the way down 26 to Charleston, South Carolina. My boy Freddie is rocking, representing a Carolina Panthers fan. Fred, what's good, man? Hey, what's happening? What's happening? Man, y'all don't know, but Fred is... Yeah, yeah. Thank you all for letting me in the league representing Carolina Panthers. And hopefully, I don't draft every single one of them for my team. (laughs) I try to mix it up a little bit, but I can't guarantee anything because when I see one on the board... Gotta go for it. <laughs> y'all sit there, but watch Freddie come and just have like the best squad coming out the gate fooling with y'all, man. But y'all may not know that's my brother from another mother, man. So shout out to him. And then if we're going to stay in Charleston, I got to go all the way back to his roots. I believe he's up in New York now. But my dog, Dwayne Green, is also rocking with us right now. Dwayne, how you been, man? What's going on with you, bro? What's going on, man? I've been good. All right. Now, you're not in New York, though. Where you at? I'm in D.C. now. D.C. Shout out to Chocolate City, man. D.C. treating you good? Chocolate City is good. The district is treating me really well. I'm glad to hear it, man. Now, last year you started off kind of good, had a little false false start in the middle of it, but then kind of picked up and finished strong. What do you think you're going to do differently this year that's going to help you get to where you want to be with the league, man? It's the waiver wires. I got to pay more attention to the waiver wires Mm. and the bye weeks. The draft, you can have a really nice draft, but those bye weeks trip you up. So that's where I'm going to do some improvement on. I look forward to it, man. See, uh, you might have given a, given a good nugget of strategy right there that somebody else may be listening to. But we go. are about two minutes outside of our draft room. So what the format of the league this year is similar to years past and then last year. We are a PPR ESPN league. We're formatted with a, a little different roster because I'm an offensive guy and I love to see offensive uh, performance and output. So we've got two quarterbacks in the starting in the starting lineup along with two running backs, two wide receivers, one tight end, two flex positions, which is a little bit different than many leagues that a lot of people are, have been in, but that opens up so many more possibilities with your running backs, with your wide receivers, if you want to throw extra tight ends in there. So it gives you greater flexibility, but you also have to be mindful of managing your smaller bench this year. I gave you one kicker, of course, one defensive special team, and it's listed now at six bench players, but I'm going to tell you that that's going to reduce down to four with two IRs once the regular season gets ready to get started. So we can look forward to that and look forward to some very, very interesting play throughout the year. Now, is anybody interested in a last-minute uh, trade for the number one overall pick with Patriot Patty? Which, what, what, what can we uh, offer her up? Y'all want to offer like 16 picks in a row? It's quiet. <laughs> 
them fellas was like, nah, we did have some draft talk early on. Brandon, if I can get you to, to uh, let me know, come off mute really quick in the last minute before this draft, what kind of inspired that father? I saw you threw an offer out there that got some bites and then seemed like it fell through in the last minutes of negotiation. Uh, man, I just hate picking first, you know, later okay. in the round, the way the draft works, you get to pick uh, right back to back. So you pick in second or first, you don't pick again for like 20 something picks. Mm. And then it's just like, ah, it just kind of stuck there. Everybody I thought I wanted is gone. So Now I will say that, Based on the strategy that I use with um, the best available and, and looking for that value, there's definitely value in being able to pick two players back-to-back in that realm like you're talking about, especially at the end of the first round starting in their second. So without further ado, man, uh, I wish you all a great draft and uh, good luck throughout the season, man. Y'all ready for this? As ready as I'm going to be. And just like that, Patriot Patty is on the clock with the number one pick. Now, we, we, we had some discussions about it. I'm interested in seeing uh, which way she going to lean and which way she going to go with the number one pick. Now, I'm going to call you out on this one, uh, High Star. If it's you with the number one pick, which way are you leaning? Uh, just getting something clutch. Uh, like I said, running backs, <clears throat> you got a lot of upside and less downside. Uh, offensively, you're not going to have the opportunity to throw interceptions and stuff. So, you mm-hmm. know, running backs seem to be the safest choice. So Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey's of the world, you know, a, a lot of running backs on the low um, could be a number one running back. Definitely, definitely. And so I'm going to sit here and take a look at this draft pick. I'll be reporting them all throughout the night. Um, with the number one overall pick, Patriot Patty selects Jonathan Taylor, running back out of Indianapolis. What are we What are we thinking about the? What, I'm 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 liking it honestly. I think it's a safe pick, um, but I'm, 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 we can give a little love for the pick. Ashton, what you think with that number one? Uh, like Rome said, can't go wrong with a running back. Jonathan Taylor's a definitely a strong choice. So uh. okay, the number two pick, Austin Eckler, running back. Out of the <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers. Every time I see LAC, my instinct is to say Clippers, but very clearly, them is the Chargers. Uh, number three pick uh, with Freddie owning that pick, I, I'm almost certain. Yeah, which way he's going to go with Definitely. that one with the best available on the board. Cooper Cup's looking good right now. I hear you with the Cooper Cup. <laughs> Yeah, so and Freddie's let's see. he is Where milking this thing, really taking the whole sixty seconds too, y'all. That's funny to me. <laughs> and with the th- big surprise here at the third pick, uh, Freddie picks his hometown player, Christian McCaffrey. Um, I'm interested in seeing once the season, the regular season gets close to starting, what's the average draft position of a Christian McCaffrey? We know that he's been hurt for the last two years, and there are some folks like yours truly who are staying away from him in top picks. But, uh, again, he's going three here. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he still has an ADP of at least two um, in most leagues because there's that potential in any PPR league for as much wide receiver activity as he gets, and he's going to be a running back. And like I said, if he can stay healthy, there's nobody even equal to him uh, in fantasy football. So um, it'll be fun to see uh, how he goes. With the fourth overall pick, we have Alvin Kamara off the board. So 
uh, in a true grown people draft, <laughs> we got four running backs off the board immediately in the top four picks. Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, and Alvin Kamara. Now, I'm not saying anything about the draft that took place last night, but when we had uh, wide re- more wide receivers going out <laughs> in the first round than we did uh, running backs, I was just like, oh, these, these young ladies are taking some interesting strategies, but you know. They still listen. They got some good rosters, though. I will say that. So, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing these two seasons coming up. Now, as Christian McCaffrey is off the board, we've already got our first Panther. We're talking about whether or not he'll remain healthy. Um, as many of you guys may have learned through the last week or so, we've got Sam Darnold, the quarterback, or who was expected to be the backup quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, out four to six weeks with a Liz Frank injury. Now, High Star, I know you and I talked about it briefly last week on air, but we're going to go a little abbreviated draft version, a big deal, no thing. Is it a big deal or no thing that he's going to be out for the four to six weeks? Yeah, it's a big deal. That's um, a big deal. Yeah, I, I, what, I'm, I know it's an abbreviated version. You, what's, your, what's your big deal or no thing? No, 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 no. You, you can rock it. You're talking. I mean, I just think that having two quarterbacks on the depth chart is way too little bit of quarterbacks to have. So they're going to, to me, have to make a move. Free agency, you know, really? don't be surprised to see a journeyman quarterback or somebody like an RG3 or somebody that's been looking for a contract. I hope he gets a, I hope You know what? I really hope RG3 gets a job to get out of the booth because, man, is he whack up in that booth, man. And now I'll talk about it a little bit later when we talk about the smack weak, um, the swack meak challenge. But, um, yeah, he, if he can get that chance, or maybe we could have the opportunity to go ahead and maybe finally see – uh, uh, Colin Kaepernick to get back in the league So it'll be definitely be interesting to see I think the Panthers ought to stay tight I think right now there's not a need Because Baker Mayfield is going to stay healthy And uh, as a matter of fact you know what Even early this early in the draft I'm going to go ahead on the drop it because I'm ready It's hot Hot I'm saying it right now Live on Carolina Sp- Sports Talk During the draft that the Carolina Panthers, if we remain healthy, will go no fir- no least, no smaller. no. We're going to go at least to the NFC Championship. Um, I want to say Super Bowl. I need to see us through the first four weeks. But I am putting the hot take out there that the Panthers, if they remain healthy, will make it to the NFC Championship at yeah. the least. That's scorching hot, uh, especially having Tampa Bay mm-hmm. and having New Orleans. New Orleans looking like, our, yeah. Uh, division, but, you know. Grand and audacious statements like that is things that, that uh, you know, the type of stuff that comes to fruition. That's like putting five k on the Jets to win the Super Bowl or something, and turning that into three million dollars or something like that. So, you know, uh, cheers to you, Big Cliff. I don't know. I'll give you. I'll give you all the credit in the world. I'll I'll buy you a, a dinner and stuff if it does come to fruition. But okay, tonight I'm just focused on the fantasy. We're <laughs> back on the draft. Now I'm going to jump in with our uh, Panthers fans in the room. I'm going to start with you, Freddie. What are your thoughts about that hot take, man? You think think we got the potential to bring it to fruition? (laughs) The last three years have been so bad on my psyche, on my soul. (laughs) You know, if we we went realistically a nine and eight season, I would be happy. Mm. Realistically. Um, you sound like a man whose heart has been broken by the Carolina Panthers, sir. <laughs> way too many times. Way too many times. Cardiac cat tattooed on my back. <laughs> mm. Now, I'll, I'll say this. But, 
I, I understand absolutely where you've gone through the, the the conclusion and the resolution of the city the season for the last few seasons has really been bad. It is what it is. But we have consistently started off better and have been derailed by injuries. And that's why I exclusively said if we're healthy, that's 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 where we're looking to be able to be. That's the ceiling with this type of team. We've got a defense that is young, that is fast, that is strong, that is able to play a hybrid type of defense and scheme that can really confuse a whole lot of quarterbacks. I know Tom Brady has seen just about everything there is to see out there in the NFL. But he ain't seen it coming that fast and from so many different angles. And so what I'm hoping is that that alone could be able to help propel us through the division and with some good play on the offensive line, which has been upgraded through the offseason. I really, really, really feel like this could be uh, a repeat of the Bengals story. And I know everybody's trying to chase that lightning in a bottle and uh, recreate history. But no one saw the, the Bengals coming last year and they made it all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm not saying we're going to do that, but I'm not also saying that we're not. So, Brett, I'm going to slide it over to you, man, and uh, see what are, what are your thoughts on uh, the outlook and the ceiling for the Carolina Panthers for this season? I'm going to tell you right now, everybody else hated the Baker Mayfield uh, pickup and everything, and I absolutely loved it. Um, I think that kid with the, with the right tools can do some great things. I think he's got the potential. So we'll see how it goes. I, as, a, as a Panthers homer, you know, uh, I'm hoping for 12, 13 wins. As a realist, I'm seeing eight or nine. I hear y'all with the optimism. Uh, <laughs> High Star, what are your thoughts on it, man? It is what it is. Uh, this dude is really focused on this track. Exactly. But at the same time, like I said, I'm not, I'm not uh, getting too excited about that. I think the defense is solid. I think Baker Mayfield can do his thing this year, but it's a – a tall mountain to climb with some of our division uh, rivals and stuff like that. Uh, so it's going to be what it's going to be. You got a lot of people coming off the off this draft board. That's making me a little nervous. So. As a matter of fact, let's take a look into it. So we're going to run down the first several picks we are looking at now. Pick number 17. No, excuse me. Second round, the 15th pick. But off the number one spot, we talked about it. J- Jonathan Taylor. We've got Austin Eckler in the second spot. Christian McCaffrey, third. Alvin Kamara comes off in another running back on the fourth slot. Next up, Derek Henry, followed by Debo Samuel, followed by Cooper Cup, then Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, Najee Harris, Pittsburgh running back off the board, Jamar Chase, Stephon Diggs, Joe Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette. Who picked Leonard Fournette? Okay, somebody's got some faith. All right, we got DeAndre Swift coming off the board. CeeDee Lamb, wide receiver, the Dallas Cowboys. Nick Chubb, quarter, excuse me, running back. Cleveland followed by the first quarterback off the board. Mr. Tom Brady himself going to altered B seats. Followed by Travis Kelsey. Now, you guys got some good picks, and they seem like they're coming in, coming in fast and furious right now. Um, B seats. I want to highlight you, man. You took the first quarterback off the board. What made you decide to want to draft old Tom Terrific in the second round with the seventh pick? I'm gonna be completely honest with you. My uh, my window went down a minute ago, so I would have picked him with my first pick if, it, if my window had been up. If really? Tom Brady's available, I take Tom Brady. Okay. And so you, you you don't subscribe more so into the the value or thinking, hey, I might be able to get him later. You just absolutely want him, and I'm gonna trust in Tom. In Tom, you trust is what we're basically hearing. Look at every single running back that's off the board that's uh, that's been in more than three or four years in the league. Uh-huh. How many times have they been hurt? Mm. How many times has Tom Brady been hurt? 
Okay. So you're saying you're going with with some steady hand, Sam. My, my man Tom gives me every single game or every single Sunday, he's going to give me a guaranteed 30-plus points. Okay. So you're saying you're going with the steady value. That's a reason. And oh, yeah. that's zero arguments for me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to move a little forward. We've got a couple of more picks off the board. As I mentioned, Travis Kelsey, tight end from Kansas, Kansas City. Uh, we also have got Keenan Allen, Keenan Allen from the Chargers. Now, um, I'm going to take a look at some of these rosters because they're starting to get a couple of players off of some folks. Um, our Patriot Patty has only got one. Game of zones went running back, running back. Now I'll, I'm also going to wonder, and uh, just by a show of quick hands or reactions there in the chat, how many of you guys are like incredibly mindful of the bye weeks when you're drafting your players? Yeah, that's something I take a look at definitely. Um, just don't want to have too many on the same, of course, and the layout and uh, the interface or whatever for ESPN it makes it real easy for you to kind of see and and you know. Uh, Compare where the where the bye weeks are at. Heard. Now, when you're doing that, are you looking at it for as far as like players? Are you looking at it as far as like positions breaking down, or are you just looking at overall whomever anybody? I just don't want a bunch of the same, just a bunch of people. Period on that same bye week. Yeah, with me personally, it's just typically don't don't want too many players on the same team, which is the easiest way to determine the bye weeks. But in general, having the same bye week or whatnot. I just don't like seeing that. It's always a red flag for me. Okay. Especially in the starting lineup. Much, honestly. I just kind of – I'll glance at it and I'll be mindful of it, but honestly, that's what waiver wise is for and that's what your bench is for. So I don't put too much stock into it. Okay. Now, you, you mentioned the waiver wire. I do want to go ahead and let uh, remind you guys and definitely let our fans know that our waiver wire process this year is – is going to be a little bit different uh, than the traditional ESPN platform. Again, we mentioned last week on our draft talk uh, that oftentimes people get kind of familiar and get used to doing the same type of thing, and that uh, applies and affects their strategy and how they do things. So adding in these little wrinkles kind of make it interesting for you guys. Rather than the traditional waiver wire or uh, reverse order waiver wire uh, process, we will be this year having – a kind of an auction style where each week you'll have a certain budget with which you can bid on free agents that are on the waiver wire and whomever bids the most wins that free agent and gets that amount subtracted. So let's say you need, you want to get five players off of that. You didn't have to budget the hundred points or whatever it is to be able to apply equally or however you see fit most important based on ranking with the, um, (laughs) along with the where you think that value needs to be. And so it's going to be interesting to see how uh, you guys are able to manage through that new process this year and whether one person just bids their whole hundred on somebody. So you, you want to be mindful of that when filling out your roster and your bench because it may be a little bit harder to get some of those players that you're looking forward to. Now, you mentioned uh, an explanation or an ex- you was excited just a second ago. I yeah, one, one word short of an expletive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, what's up? It's just it's just the, the what happens during the draft, you know? Whenever you see who you've got slated and it's a pick right before you. And they go right back. Like, oh, okay, we were thinking the same thing. Great. I kind of thought that's where he was going with it, but yeah. I was just hoping for him. Glad I got him. <laughs> I'll give my, I mean, give kudos definitely there, but 
Um, Who was the player that you were looking at that he came to? Uh, Aaron Jones, definitely. Ah. Um, with with um, with Aaron Rodgers losing some of his weapons, I think that that's going to be a, a tough, part that's of the a offense. Nice pick right there. Okay. Catch you guys up on the draft right now after Terry McLaurin comes off the board. We've got Mark Andrews, Baltimore tight end. We've got Michael Pittman Jr., DJ Moore, another Carolina Panthers. I think he's in for a sneaky good season this year alongside Baker Mayfield. And as you guys have mentioned, Aaron Jones is off the board going just before the new Miami Dolphin, Tyreek Hill, followed by Saquon Barkley, which many expect to have a big bounce back season. Ezekiel Elliott is gone now in the third round, which is interesting compared to the uh, Fabulous Ladies Fantasy League, where they were staying far away from Ezekiel Elliott last night. And I think he ended up going something like the sixth round. So to see him going this high uh, could definitely help his average draft position. Also, we've got J.K. Dobbins, who is off the board, followed by Cam Akers in round number three with, what is that, the ninth pick overall. So, you guys are filling in some rosters here, man, and it's definitely looking like uh, some folks know what they're doing. What you got can, on the high side? something? Yeah. Go for it. I think that you're having a little too much fun as the commissioner right now with no pressure on you. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> you're just a little too excited, so I need you to bring the B12 levels down a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Not even it's, happening, bro. This is this is too damn, good. Damn, I'm loving this. Exactly. Uh, it, it, I will say that it, it is a great responsibility and freedom to be able to uh, affect the league and still be entertained by it without having to have the stress of the competition. Now, I hear Roger Goodell, y'all. I hear him. <laughs> but I will. Uh, I know I'm looking forward to some drafts. I've got about uh, five more drafts. No, four more drafts the remainder of the week. And so uh, I'm excited to get, get a couple in for myself as well because I'll let those three little leagues that I'm participating in be, be enough stress for me. Um, I want to jump back in really quickly. And talk a little bit about where we are with this draft. So um, while we had a quick little off-air break, I saw you were saying they were, they were making it hard to keep your poker face with some of these selections that are getting made out here. Indeed. <laughs> Plain and simple to it. After J.K. Dobbins off the board, we've got Cam Akers, followed by Mike Evans, tight end in uh, Tampa Bay. A.J. Brown, Deontay Johnson, Josh Allen, another quarterback. We've got a strain of them running now. Patrick Mahomes is off the board, as is Justin Herbert. Many people's preseason pick to be in the MVP candidates uh, list, short list for this upcoming season, man. So um, I'm going to pitch it over to you, Brandon, you um, you guys out there in the AFC West, man. Y'all got y'all got some good football players, man, with some really stellar quarterback play, man. What's, what's yours going to do this season out there in – uh, AFC Westland, man. Uh, Derek Carr was, I think, fifth in the league last year in passing. Okay. And Waller was out two-thirds of the year. We didn't have Adams. So now we had those two weapons. Got some weapons on defense. So, I mean, we we, we got in the playoffs and a lot of dysfunction last year. We got a, a real coach. Mm. We got some uh, players this year. So Got a know, settle in hand. We can, only do better. we can only be better than what we were last year. Okay, so give give me your final order. What does the division look like at the end of the season? Who's in the top spot? Who is in the bottom slot? Because it's you guys. You got Kansas City. Uh, I got I got us number one. Okay, I got Denver four. I think I think wow. everybody think uh, Wilson's just going to come in there and, and just gift them a bunch of W's. Their number one receivers out. Um, I don't you know I don't trust their receiving group. So. You you gotta you gotta put some points on the board in the AFC West. You got mm. a lot of high, high octane high high octane teams in the West, so you got you got to score. 
and I don't see where they're going to get the points from. So you got y'all in the one, them in the four, and wh- who's two, three? Uh, Chargers two and Chiefs three. Tyreek Hill's going to hurt the Chiefs. Really? He was, he was, he was, he was lightning in the bottle. Man, know? oh man. It, I, I like that. That's a, that's a low key hot take right there. Nice firm take, man. I, I like to hear it. Now, as we update the rest of the draft picks since then, the quarterback corral continues with Lamar Jackson being taken, followed by Kyler Murray, also off the board, the aforementioned Russell Wilson, followed by Aaron Rodgers. So we had a strain of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven straight quarterbacks off the board. Uh, one tight end, Mr. Kyle Pitts, slides in there, coming over to the Slime City Pelicans, followed by Jalen Hurts, quarterback, Philadelphia, the Eagles. That takes me over there to my guy, Ashton, the resident NFC East man. Now, I know the Dallas Cowboys got a lot to say with their defense and, and expect to be in that conversation for the division, but uh, what, what, what's the Eagles going to have to say about it this year, bro? Uh, I, think, I think we got it. I think we got it going together. I like the moves that Howie made uh, today picked up a great safety. So, you know, I think I, I like the direction we're going in. Uh, Cowboys, I think they lost too much, too many weapons through injury or free agency, whatever it was. So, you know, I think we're going to have something to say this year. Uh, fun fact, nobody's repeated in our division since I can't remember the year, but it's been a while. Okay. So we're, we're, we're bound to take it. We're destined to take it. So I, I think our boys got it. Okay, give me a, give me an order. So if y'all take first place in the division, does that then push Dallas down to number two? I got yeah, I got Cowboys second still. As much as I hate to say that, uh, I, I want to say the Redskins are still gonna go third, but Carson Wentz is so up and down. Who knows what kind man, of season he's? <laughs> I was gonna let the man finish. <laughs> he's an old school NFC fan. He, he, he they can still say uh, Washington Redskins. He got tickets with this with the logo on it. <laughs> so, but the commanders and then followed by the giants in that last place. I'm going to tell you what, I am absolutely worried about the commanders this season. The linchpin of their defense is starting the season out on the IR. And I honestly think that that is going to affect their play. And, and without him on that field, they're going to suffer a little bit more. And as you mentioned, mentioned, you of all people know about Mr. Wentz. And I really feel like he's not, he's not who he made it out to be that first year. Uh, in uh, kind of superstardom there out in Philly. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to switch it. I'm going to give you guys the uh, first spot on in the NFC East, but I'm, I'm going to switch it and have Dallas and then the New York Giants. And so we'll, we'll definitely see. Now, we've got a couple other fellas that have joined us, at least one other. My guy, Joe Marshall in the building, bro. What's going on, man? Shout out to Joe, uh, Silent Joe. Ah <laughs> uh, man, my fault, my fault. I was on mute here. I'm trying to listen to too much at once. <laughs> hey, no worries. How you been, bro? Been a little minute. Yeah, man. Hey, just just hanging out, man. Taking it a day at a time. Already. So, uh, Joe, what 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 you feeling about your draft this year, man? You going you gonna uh, have a similar record last year as last year, or man, you gonna man. be a little bit better? Or what, what what you thinking about it? It got, it got to be better than last year, man. Last year was a disaster. It was. <laughs> It started off okay, looked all right, but man, just at. tanked and just kept tanking and kept going. But nah, you this year, I'm, listen, <laughs> let them know Big Joe coming, and and it's gonna be like that, man. Uh, so far, let's take a look at your draft. What's your, uh, what's the name of your team here in the league, bro? 
Uh, I'm Orange Crush. I ain't doing. I'm. I'm not doing well in my draft. I don't think either right now. You said you're not. I, gotta, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't. I got a lot of people lined up on the same bye week. Man, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to make it happen. Like I said, I got a lot going on at once. So. Hey, Joe, man, I ain't going to call you out on the show or nothing, bro, but <laughs> yeah, I am. Yeah. Three of your four players have a nine-week uh, bye, yeah. but you have drafted so far Russell Wilson, Nick <clears throat> Chubb, Ezekiel Elliott, and Cooper yeah. Cup. Sitting here talking to me, and uh, my bad, what you did? Who you got? And, <laughs> and you got <laughs> quarterback oh, well, I, I, Justin Fields. Not a bye week, similar though, so. Uh, so how you feeling about your team, Joe? <laughs> It's 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 not shaping out how I thought it would, but it's with this seven with this with out. this pick that I got, you know, I, I watched so many people go off the board in front of me. I'm like, man, I got to try to scramble and do something, you know. But okay. all these picks that's going to go in front of me before I can pick again. But, uh, I'll you know, I, I'm just here for the fun of it. But I'll tell you what, Joe, <laughs> you, you you got a real strong chance to turn it around because I'm looking at the best wide receivers available and there's a lot of great talent still on this squad and in this uh, field. If we look down, Adam Thielen's still out there. Rashard Bateman, Tyler Lockett, Devontae Smith, Kadarius Toney. Um, yeah, got a lot of great players out here. It's all good. We don't need the, we don't need the handicap. We don't need the handicap. I think everybody good. We all know this. So it's, I am Bill tampering right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> borderline, borderline. But 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 even 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 without his his glorious suggestions, I know I'm just gonna be able to sit here and watch every last one of them go off the board before it gets all the way back to me. <laughs> so you're Sorry, not so you're not a fan of the snake format with the draft. I mean, it works sometimes. It does work in my favor, but this time, not as it ain't much. Working too good. It ain't my favorite right now. Now, I'm going to drop it over to my fellow Panthers fan, Dwayne Green. Now, D, let me ask you, man, how you feeling about your squad right now? You know what? This is sad for me to say this, but we have a chance of doing really well. Okay. But I don't want to do well. I don't want to do too well because I want rule fired. <laughs> you Now, I will say this. One thing about Dwayne, he has been consistent with that. He has never been a fan of Matt Rule. If you think no. back to last season when we talked about him then, he was ready before like even like before the season even started, although we did start off the season 3-0 and before the injuries to Christian McCaffrey and to um, my boy J.C. Horn. We started off 3-0, and so that was what the idealistic – perspective of a Panthers fan of a Panthers team can look like a team that's operating at full health started off the season three and oh and then two linchpins on both the offense and defensive side happened so uh, I don't know we, we'll definitely see though man so if we're healthy what do you think our record is Dwayne I think we I think we barely make it at the end of the day oh, kid will just cut Okay. Uh, yeah, let those feelings out and those emotions out. <laughs> that just threw me off. Um, I, I think we'll barely make it in, but at the end of the day, coaching is where it's going to be at, and I just don't know. And he hasn't shown anything up to this point. Matt Rule's not a good NFL coach. Mm. Adamant. Listen, I'll tell you what, I really hope you're wrong, bro. <laughs> I hope that he turns out to be the best coach in the history of the Carolina Panthers. 
but it will be remain to be seen. Uh, as we take a look back into the draft, after the string of quarterbacks off the uh, off the board, we've got more quarterbacks. Quarterback Joe Burrow is followed by Brandon Cooks, wide receiver in Houston, who I am very high on because everywhere Brandon has gone, he's been a performer. Even with poor quarterback play, he still seems to get the dump, get the job done. So we've got Dak Prescott off the board, followed by Cordero Patterson, the all-around wide receiver back slash kick returner slash punter slash ball boy slash water boy out there in Atlanta. Matthew Stafford, quarterback from the LA Rams. DK Metcalf, followed by Amon Ross St. Brown, Derek Carr, David Montgomery is off the board, followed by quarterback Justin Fields in Chicago. Now we're seeing a string of quarterbacks going, I think, in this double quarterback league. You guys are paying a little bit more attention to that, and that might be a good decision to make. Followed by Justin Fields is Darren Waller, Adam Thielen, T. Higgins, Travis Etienne Jr., which is going to be a sneaky good pick. Shout out to my dog, uh, Fred, for getting him on the squad. I think he is in for a big season alongside his college teammate in Jacksonville. Juju Smith-Schuster, the new Kansas City receiver, is next, followed by George Kittle, Cole Kemet, and Trey Lance. Now, I, I mentioned on a previous episode, you guys, that I am big on the San Francisco 49ers this year. My audience. Simply. <laughs> trying to be quiet. She was tiptoeing silently out the door, too. Shout out to Fred. <laughs> I don't even remember what I was saying just now, man. <laughs> Quarterbacks. Big on the San Francisco 49ers. Thank you. I think that he has the ability to take them all the way to the NFC Championship and face my Carolina Panthers. Yeah, he might need them keys on in, in that game because with their defense playing that they have the capability of playing, drafting all those Bolsa boys out there, I think San Fran can be the, a good squad, and I think he's got a chance to really be a good, team, a good QB for them. So I'm going to start running down some of these uh, rosters, and I'm going to pick on her just because she's sitting here. I may not make her come on, but as we take a look at our defending champ, Patriot Patty's roster right now, she has drafted Dak Prescott, quarterback, and Jonathan Taylor. She actually got Cordell Patterson, Terry McLaurin out of Washington, followed by Mark Andrews, the tight end at her position. So overall, nice balanced squad, good squad. I see where you're going with that. Um, may be mindful to go ahead and start looking at some wide receivers, but I'm not going, you know, pushing nobody. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Make A, I'm just saying, it's free. Um, what you want me to do? Uh, next up, I am taking a look at the breadwinner squad who's got Jalen Hurts at quarterback. Bro, did you really go and get your own quarterback? Is that is that what you did, dog? Uh, follow did. <laughs> Alvin Kamara, uh, Aaron Jones, Kyle Allen, and Amon Ross St. Brown. What, what, what made you want to go and jump on that? Which one? What'd you say? Which one? We said which on Jalen Hurts getting your quarterback. Uh, well, I saw the quarterbacks going quick. Um, some of my top picks were already taken. Um, with the two quarterback league, I feel like it's more important to get a dual threat early. And you know, it's Eagles fly, Eagles fly all day. So it's a good point. What? Yeah, that's a good point, man. And not to mention, of course, he's our frat brother. But not um, in all in all seriousness. I try to limit the risk and maximize the reward. So the dual threat thing, of course. But mm-hmm. if you know that there's a good chance that they'll protect the ball or that they got weapons that they can go to, then that's always a safe, safe choice. Definitely. And on to run when when things go, uh, when he doesn't see it quick. So hey, um, it, it don't it don't hurt to pick up those points from from yeah, a running exactly. quarterback. 
I do want to also, now we're talking about quarterbacks, I want to mention again to you guys and re, uh, remind you and let the fans know, the quarterback play is a little bit different with regards to its scoring here in this league. We know that traditionally uh, in a ESPN formatted league that quarterbacks receive one point for every 25 yards passing. But we, again, being an offensive league, we have decided that this will um, be a 10, 10 yards, one point for every 10 yards. So you may see some differences in your scores with this league as opposed to the other leagues that you are in. So shout out to all you guys, man. Y'all, y'all got some good picks. Now, you're talking about those mobile quarterbacks. He's not necessarily a mobile quarterback, but he definitely knows how to kind of maneuver around in the pocket when necessarily and definitely is good on the bootlegs and stuff. Baker Mayfield, he, he really showed us, uh, had a strong outing in his final preseason uh, matchup. And so I'm going to ask you, start again with you, high star, big deal or no thing that he is locked in and ready to go for week one in, in a revenge game against the Browns. Is, is that a big deal or no thing? Yeah. Him being locked in. Did you see the, did you see the, uh, the, the message that was given to the, the Redskins commanders players when we played them, they were talking to him about him facing Browns week one and was he excited? And he quote, I'm gonna beat the expletive out of them. Okay. Uh big deal. That's a big deal. Okay. I'm yeah. uh, why well, you say? Um, just we didn't have that type it, it brings a little swagger to Carolina, um, just to start the year off with. Uh, you know, again, I always thought of Sam Darnold as vanilla and uh bland, you know what I'm saying? Uh mayonnaise light. Just you know what I'm saying, <laughs> avocado. Like he just just there. Yeah, he just the way that he handled the press conferences and the press and and everything off the field. You were like, okay, we don't have a choice with this guy. Okay, Brett, I'm gonna slide it down to you, bro. What what are your thoughts on Baker's comments? Is it a big deal or is it no thing? I mean, big deal. That's a big deal. Big okay, Run why you, you say? I, I agree with so much the high star said, man. And I, I couldn't stand Darnold. I couldn't stand there's zero emotion in that guy, no matter what he did. That dude could have thrown a 99 yard touchdown and it, it would have been boring to him or to watch him do it. You know, it wouldn't have been fun. You know, bring somebody in with some attitude, some fun. Baker Mayfield talking junk, talking trash to his former team, who I think did him pretty wrong. Mm-hmm. You know? And I hope he goes out there and, and does what he says, too. Dwayne, I'm going to shoot it up to you. Big deal or no thing? That's a big deal. That's that, a big that, that, deal. That's giving me some cam vibes. We need that swagger. Mm, let's get it. I like that. And finally, up, up to my dog, Fred. What, what, what are your thoughts, man? Big deal, no thing. I look at this like <clears throat> I've been a Panther fan since day one. And uh, we had some swagger with Jake DeLoom. And we had some swagger with Ken Newton, and I really think that's what we've been missing the last couple of years is a little bit of sauce from that quarterback position. Okay. So that sounds like it's that's a big a deal. Big deal. Okay. And I'm agree with all of you guys. That's it's a big huge. Deal. I, for the very same reasons that all of you guys have said, as well as the it factor, it is absolutely a part of his game and who he is as a quarterback to have that that chip on his shoulder. When he was the forerunner, when he, when it was an expectation for him to deliver, he it, it was a bit more weight on him. Now he he's back in that underdog role where he's comfortable, and he gets to get that taste of revenge against his former team, albeit again in a week one matchup without the guy that they traded for, um, 
traded him away to actually acquire. Um, I think it's it's a big deal for him to have that mentality because he wants to allow that to be the start and propel him forward into an amazing and awesome season. So shout out to my so dog. As long as he's not hitting the wall or trying to Dougie before the games, I'm fine. Cause <laughs> I, it's kind of cringy. I'll be real with y'all. I've seen, I've seen white boys dance better than him. So uh, let's just put guy. it like that. I'm being real. <laughs> That man said he gonna come. He got a little bit of swagger, but we don't need that. We don't need that. We don't need the pre pre game. No, nah, nah, I don't need any of that. Y'all still want to see him on the progressive commercials all year? <laughs> no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you start winning, coming to Carolina and winning football games, yeah. nah, bro, come on, welcome to Bank of America, go and get the keys. They get don't, like, don't cut our grass. You can bring. Listen, he can bring the moving truck if he wants to go ahead and be like, hey, uh, it's a new feeling at this new home. Glad I got my progressive. Whatever kind of way you want to swing that thing into it, I'm with it, bro. Marketing swing can that go. thing in. Do y'all do y'all hear this? Swing <laughs> that thing into. All right, all right, all right stop. I got to have some fun with this because I'm not getting no players that I want. <laughs> <laughs> what, what What do you think? What's going on? Just folks, it's kind of just all in your draft mind or? Uh... Definitely. Somebody's got uh, somebody's got some kind of telepathy or some kind of uh, mind reading thing going on with. And then uh, it was said earlier, of course, with the snake draft, depending on where you draft that. It could it, be a little it while. Go your way. It can't go your way. You know, it, yeah. And even when you have those draft picks very close to each other back to back, then it's still a bunch of picks until you got to wait till you, till you replicate that and do that again. So just waiting and watching people that are having Q just drop off, it's, you know, it takes a little hurt. A little, a little, shot little at sting my heart on you. Each time, yeah. But I will say this, bro. You, you, you got a squad, man. If Brandon has his way, you've got a, a top. Five quarterback right. at right. Derek Carr, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kirk I mean, Cousins, and I like Derek to stay anonymous Henry. a lot with a lot of that stuff, but it's ahead. the roster that they can go see. Ahead. I know we got Derek Henry, Tyreek Hill, we've got okay. uh, Brown, uh, Kelsey, right. Marquise know. Brown, Kelsey, and you got you know how I feel about Pitts, man. I, I, I like the young man coming out of Florida ever since, um, um since before the draft, and yeah. so I hate that he got uh, into the NFC South, but you know, he's been doing his thing. Go ahead. And, you know, what you mentioned on our previous shows, kind of, you know, you make big splashes by a lot of gut calls on the draft as well, mm-hmm. where you, you know, you believe in the player or the situation around the team. And um, and sometimes you got to, you know, OK, this guy is still here. They might not be here when my turn comes back around. So let me go ahead and get the value and uh, push back some of the choices that I have, you know, later on or whatnot. Yeah, definitely. And, and like you said, that strategy definitely takes a play into it. Sometimes you get a chance to get your favorite player. Sometimes you just kind of get who falls to you. Now, as I'm scrolling through the boards, I'm looking at somebody who's in studio with us right now who's quietly got a little squad on him too now. Hey, yo, TJ, man, tell me what's going on, man. You got Jackson, you got DeAndre Swift, Cam Akers, Devontae, Adam Thielen, and Schultz out of Dallas. How you over here building a squad, being all quiet in the cut? Um, honestly. A lot of my picks have been like out of here, so also <laughs> I'm keeping in mind of the um, the bye week. Okay, so okay, that's definitely um, playing into a factor. And speaking of that, it's my pick, and I'm gonna do I'm gonna go here. You know what I'm saying? Something something like oh, it's not my pick, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, who you want is gonna want. be there. Yeah, because the last um last go round. They weren't there for yeah, you. Yeah, it, it, was, it wasn't looking too good. So, 
Now, just to kind of give folks a little uh, peek as to where we are with regards to who has been taken off the board. Uh, the last uh, pick that I remember announcing, we talked about Tua Tungvaloa uh, going right after Trey Lance, Josh Ad, uh, Josh Jacob, ugh. Josh Jacobs, Zach Ertz, Mike Gasecki, Kirk Cousins, Brees Hall, who is going to be a quiet, quiet sleeper this year, and I think he's going to be having a good season. Trevor Lawrence, Jameis Wilson, uh, Matt Ryan, Jerry Judy, Damian Pierce, Mike Williams, Dallas Goddard is off the board, Marquise Allen, Jalen Waddle, David Njoku, Mac Jones, boo, quarterback in New England, Dar- uh, Dalton Shorts, Colton Cortland Sutton, Carson Wentz, followed by Ryan Tannehill, Elijah Mitchell, Michael Thomas, TJ Hawkinson, who I will never draft again. That dude let me down so bad one season, y'all. He's never getting on my squad again. Tyler Boyd, Hunter Renfro, Amari Cooper, the Bills, the first defense special team off the board. Altered BC said, uh, value be darned. I'm taking who I want. Clyde Edwards-Alaire also off the board, followed by Darnell Moody, Chi-Town wide receiver. Brett, I'm not. I'm not going to call on you, bro. You you built your squad, bro, and you 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 build your fifth place. <laughs> your fifth place. But look at what I got sitting there. Look at what I got sitting there. You right know what? Now. Let's go. Let's take a look at your squad. Altered beast seats. Let's see what it's looking like. Oh, never mind. Uh, so at the quarterback position, he's got Tom Brady. Uh, he also has got Aaron Rodgers. Followed by Saquon Barkley and David Montgomery at the running back positions. Debo Samuel at the wide receiver. Jalen Waddle, Mike Gusecki, and now the Bills defense. Now, as where you are, top tier, very likely two top ten quarterbacks for the upcoming season. Um, I'm not in love with your running back position. Uh, there wasn't much left. Because <laughs> you got your, your quarterbacks early. But well, again, that's what? a trade-off that, you, that some people are willing to take. You, you, you're going to get the points one Those are solid another. picks, though. Those are solid picks that don't go down very often. Oh, so you're looking more so for the reliability. So you're scoring, basically, from last year. Those injuries hurt you so bad, you're like, no, I'm going for reliability this year. Don't need oh, necessarily yeah. the big splash. And that's a smart strategy. And that's the thing. A lot of folks to have different strategies based on their experiences based on what you know to be true and kind of what kind of leads you and guides you towards where you be. Brandon, I'm going to ask you, I know you've been in some leagues similar to Ashton. Um, you guys have had some pretty good, you know, good competitions through these years. What do you think is the one biggest uh, hurt that is that has kind of molded your strategy with regards to how you draft moving forward? Oh, man, I see the running backs, man. Mm. Once the running backs are gone and the dual threat running back that catches and, and rushes. Right. You know, so that's like what I want to draft. My first, second, and third pick, I want a dual threat running back. He's going to rush and he's going to catch passes. And gotcha. I only was able to get Eckler. That's the only one I got. So I see a couple squads that got two. And I'm like, you're kind of doubling your stats with that. So. Exactly. Especially in this league, again, with the multiple flex positions. Uh, now, let me ask this question to any and everybody. How early do you start looking at um, backup running backs and or with Brett talking about how he, he's going for reliable guys who don't go down? Maybe you start looking at a backup to a Christian McCaffrey or to a Dalvin Cook. How early do you guys start looking at some of those backup uh, running backs to get them on your rosters to either stash or even sometimes stashing some of those guys who may be on suspension? How early do you look to do that? I'll start over here with you, TJ. <laughs> try to look at those um i'd say about around this time like the 
ninth round. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because, um, again, like you said, you know, a lot of those quarterbacks that you name are, like, injury prone. Mm-hmm. You know, so you definitely need a solid um, backup. And then, um, like, even with my roster, you know, with some of my quarterbacks, you know, they, they mobile. Right. You know, so with that being said, it's always any given moment they could go. So, so you're definitely a stash and hold them kind of guy for the backups for some of your key players. To make sure that you get it. Because that, that, that's something, that's a lot of people's strategy. They'll be quick to the waiver wire knowing that your quarter, your running back is going down. And then they'll go and scoop the backup and, and be able to have them on the roster. And now you're just down those points and they're up that many. So that's definitely a part of the strategy for a lot of people. And I mentioned a lot of people because I have done it consistently. Same here. Same here. <laughs> definitely. I'm going to throw this one over to you, uh, Ashton. What are your thoughts on it, man? How early do you start looking at maybe... Some of drafting some of those backups in key positions to stash and or to possibly even put out into a flex position. Um, I usually will wait to the to the latter rounds, especially if it's a team that uh, only uses one primary back. Um, you know, you got certain teams that will split the carry, so it's kind of hard to determine. Uh, right on cue, somebody picked Damian Harris, so mm. I kind of look at him like he was good for me last year. But then I look at, you know, how New England splits those splits their running back. So I'll look at the later rounds. Like you said, if it's an injury prone I'm a starter, I might look a little sooner. But uh, it all depends on how I've already drafted and what I still need. Yeah, I, t- I mentioned it um, during the Fabulous Ladies Fantasy League um, broadcast last night. But Tony Pollard is a player that I am very, very interested in seeing. And uh, I, I see you, Patriot Patty, our defending champ, uh, scooped him up in what looks like to be the ninth round with the first overall pick in that round. I would not be surprised, and, and I want you to tap in as our uh, NFC East fan here. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see him to be able to overtake Zeke at some point in this season as the starting running back for the Dallas Cowboys. What are your thoughts? Um, I hope he does horrible. That's my <laughs> thoughts. <laughs> Horrible. You hope he does horrible or you hope that uh, Zeke does horrible? Both. The whole team. So you said the whole team, everybody, all of them, just go ahead on and <laughs> the whole team can just catch L's and break ankles and all of that. Definitely. I usually have a, a side bet with uh, being from I got a lot of Giants fans, uh, Washington football team fans, commanders, whatever you want to call them. So we usually do a side bet of about 100. Everybody throws it in the pot, whoever wins the division. So I'm hoping for the Cowboys to do bad for multiple reasons, yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with it. Now, as we take a look back at some of the picks that have gone off the board, as I mentioned, we had a good, couple of good uh, running backs to go off. Clyde Edwards-Alaire not being one of them, but uh, Darnell Mooney, uh, wide receiver out of Chicago, Gabe Davis, Christian Kirk, Allen Robinson the second, followed by at the aforementioned Tony Pollard, Antonio Gibson, Chris Godwin, Baker Mayfield, the second, excuse me, the fourth pick in the ninth round. Good pick, quarterback out of Carolina. Devin Singletary, Damian Harris, uh, Damian Harris, Tyler Higby, Hunter Henry, the tight end out of New England, running tight ends going. Kyle Rudolph, Miles Sanders is off the board. Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon, the third, followed by Chase. Claypool now also off the board. Man, y'all y'all got it going on over here now. I want to give a little shout out to my dog, Be Easy, host of DJ Blaze Radio Show Podcast. I am going to pull up on his squad. What's his squad name? Is it Terror Squad? Let's see. 
Yeah, I think that might be him. So the Terror Squad, he's got Matt Stafford as the quarterback, uh, Jameis Winston, Austin Eckler, James Conner, of course, uh, Michael Pittman Jr., Brandon Cooks. Uh, in the flex positions, he's got Damian Pierce and Christian Kirk. And then on his bench, the, he's got another running back and uh, Antonio Gibson. So he's got a good balance. Um, hey, hey, I'm Terror Squad, too, by the way. Oh, that's your squad. Ball. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. That's you, B. You got a good little squad, man. Uh, you, you might know what you're doing out here in these streets. I, I ain't gonna give y'all the secret to the sauce yet. That, like, you can tell them afterwards when you when you collecting your check at the end of the season. There you go. <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with it. Is anybody on uh, right now with the draft either here in live and we are live in Patriot Patty Studios? Just your man, Big Cliff, sitting in with my dog DJ High Star, Patriot Patty, and TJ along with a host of others in the Carolina Sports Talk Fantasy League. We are drafting live right now. But is there anybody that is just in love with their squad, just like, yo, this this, 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 this is it right now. This is the championship squad. How the uh, old ESPN commercials used to say, uh, TJ, who's your mama? Championship. Anybody just ready to go ahead and lock in and say that's this their year? I'm seeing a whole bunch of head shaking. I, um, Let's go, Ashton. I like, yeah, I like what I built up. Thus far, um, to Brandon's point, you know, don't want to give away the secret sauce. Listen, it's a method to the madness. Yeah, exactly. You got to understand, Brandon, Ashton, and myself, we are all good friends. So we, uh, a lot of times, we spend um, Sundays and we'll kick it and watch the game together. If I'm not up here in Charlotte watching it with like Patriot Patty and her peeps and TJ and everybody. So um, got a lot to, uh, Lots of debate on each Sunday, whenever these Sundays come. Yeah, definitely, man. Because these Sundays, like you said, uh, I think you said last week, man, we're excited to just go ahead and have football back, man. So it's definitely, definitely shaping up to be a good season. Now, Brandon, during our invisible commercial break that the audience didn't hear just now, um, you, you, you started talking about a good point. You said you're interested in seeing what at the conclusion of the draft? Uh, you know, like an hour or so after the draft, ESPN, they'll uh, throw out the draft grades. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so looking at the draft live, it, everything seems to be uh, pretty spread out amongst the team. So it'll be interesting to see how ESPN ranks us, you know, going forward, going into week one. Definitely. I, I like the ranking, the draft grade that it provides you, giving you, I think, like a spotlight of three of your players or your top three picks or along those lines. But it also gives you that option to be able to see. Um, the rankings, the anticipated end of season rankings. And so all 12 teams will be reflected based on the strength of your roster as it's currently constructed with their projections. And it kind of gives you one through 12. Uh, now I'll tell you what's a discouraging pick. You it's discouraging feeling drafting your squad, putting in your strategy, thinking you're locked in, thinking everything is good to go. And then you sit there and get that grade back from them and, or see the projections and you're like, 21 points behind your week one opponent and it's like hey yo <laughs> that's that's the ultimate tell of how good you really did and i really wish uh, and as a matter of fact we may be able to do so i want to take a look and see if it gives you the um lineups based on the projection and the projected points for the upcoming season and it absolutely does so if you guys take a look at it when you're if you're looking at the draft board from a from a computer screen and logged in that way. If you click on the fantasy points, it actually gives you the projections alongside the bye weeks. And so you can kind of sort it out there to see those or, or even the average draft position to um, 
that these players are going at the current position and with the current season. So a lot of tools. That's why ESPN is probably one of my favorite platforms. Not one of. It is my favorite platform. I had a couple of invitations from a couple of other places, and I'm not doing it. I've spent some leagues, uh, some years in leagues with multiple platforms, and then I got to go switch back and forth between apps. I'll dig through seven teams in one app. But I'm not going to another one. And I'm going to shoot it over to you, Joe. Now, I know you've done ESPN with us the last couple of years. Are there any other uh, league formats, Joe, that you are familiar with or that you um, have the experience in drafting? Eh. Uh, no, actually, all of them. I've been lucky that all of them have been with uh, ESPN. So it's just been as easy as this. Flipping from one team to another, you know. Um, mm-hmm. I think I do about four leagues a year. Okay, I do horrible on all of them, so you know, <laughs> this is this is par for the course. <laughs> so let me ask you this: At what point do you change your strategy? If you are used to consistently doing bad, when do you start <laughs> like just doing something different, or or, or kind of trying to get a little bit better? Well, see, that's the thing. I am trying something different. Okay, and it comes out bad every year. So it's obviously, <laughs> something I need to—I need one of those uh, fantasy football for dummies books or something like that. You know what I mean? Just, you know what? <laughs> we, we we're gonna work on draft class for you, man. That'll be a feature of the league next year. We'll have the off-season draft classes and kind of like a mini camp for for the fantasy football. We'll get my dog Joe after his eleventh place finish this year to go ahead and uh, get, oh, get with us and. <laughs> Yeah. Now, listen, calling some, it early not, not, <laughs> no who knows you might be in in 12th but just aim high but no all right there you go. <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> but there are some players who consistently like oh i'm not gonna call a name because you know he's a friend of the show but there's a guy who i know that uh also is known by some other folks on here brett um who drafts certain style every year and it's like bro you are going to always be where you are continuing to do that like it's at some point, I'd be like, yo, I quit, or I got to do something different. Brett, what's your worst draft story as far as your roster construction? You said me? Yeah. Well, I think I know who you were talking about a second ago, and I used to draft the exact same style that he did. Really? Because I didn't pay attention to anybody else in the league. I paid attention to my team. So I would always draft what I knew, who I knew. You know, most of the guys from the Panthers or the NFC South was was mostly all I used to pay attention to. And, you know, every time I did that, I'd get destroyed. So <laughs> had to switch it up. So and that's what it's about evolution. There's a lot of free resources out there as well. And I know it's kind of late for you guys with this league, but with some of the other ones, there's a lot of things that allow you to study the rosters ahead of time. If you watch preseason football as much as some of us do, you automatically know who these players are, who's projected, who's anticipated to look good, who's whose team is going to be running the ball till kingdom come because they don't have no wide receivers and or a great quarterback and so those are the types of things that allow you to go into strategy Um, when you start getting into a next level a higher level with regards to seeing who is going to be primed for certain other things it's it it really allows you to get to that like the value of the picks in certain rounds and have a better understanding now my co-host has been over there uh, intently locked into his screen hi star how you feeling with it bro i'm chilling man i'm chilling is things feeling like coming together they are they are they are coming together like glue Mm, coming together like glue and meanwhile i'm gonna tell you who's comfortable y'all our defending champ she's in here drafting her team eating taco tuesdays and just chilling she done got up and walked off to the thing i guess she said listen i got two picks back to back and then i can just relax for like 47 minutes at a time so shout out to d uh, to high star 
DJ Hazard. Shout out to Patriot Patty, who is incredibly comfortable. She says she's not worried about y'all, fellas. Ashton, what's up? You, 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 gonna, you gonna let that swag go like that, bro? I mean, I, I, I feel it. I, I haven't got a chance to look at people's teams, but yeah, you know, in these late rounds, you know, it's kind of like a whoever's up there type thing, but uh, I still got a couple people on my board. I'm hoping that they're in a couple picks, so we'll see. Yeah, now she, her squad is rounding out. She's starting to work on her bench a little bit. She's got Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan, a new Indianapolis quarterback, Jonathan Taylor. So, hmm, interesting to have the teammates. Cordero Patterson, Terry McLaurin, Jerry Judy. She's got Mark Andrews, Allen Robinson II, Terry, Tony Pollard. Uh, another Still waiting on a defense and a kicker, but I'm not mad at it. I, I've mentioned on air that... In a team format like this, I very well might not even draft one simply because there's going to be some that are there. And that's an option that I'm willing to stream weekly and, and with having options because what it's going to be, like I mentioned, we will have that bid format where you'll have the auction to get the players. But once that first round is initially rewarded, it's a wide open waiver wire like similar. So in many weeks, I'm going to be I would be streaming my defense and or kicker like that. And many times whom you draft Ain't going to be who you end up with anyway. So I'm Can not I mad at it. say something? Go for it. It seems like this minute goes faster than the microwave minute. Like, microwave. <laughs> I, just, I look up, it's 50-something seconds, then it's 30 seconds right away. And I normally got good, you know, time timing with the, with the microwave vibes. This minute is going by. Going quick. Um, as I'm taking a look at uh, the 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 players that have been drafted, I'm starting to see some kickers and some other folks going off. But... Uh, Last that I left off, Chase Claypool, Pittsburgh wide receiver, followed by Robbie, as my dog says, No Henderson, wide receiver, Carolina, Rashad Bateman, Marcus Valdez-Scantlin, who is a sneaky good pick. I think he's going to have a really great season following up from coming from the Hall of Famer, uh, Aaron Rodgers now catching passes from another future Hall of Famer out in Kansas City. Justin Tucker, kicker from Baltimore, followed by the Baltimore Ravens defense. Tyler Lockett is off the board. Alan Lazard, Devontae Smith, Noah Fant, followed by Pat Fryermuth, tight end down in Pittsburgh. Jared Watt, Jared Washington, Jared Goff, Detroit quarterback, is off the board. Dawson Nix, Knox is different than Nix. Dawson Knox, Traylon Burks, A.J. Dillon. The Saints defense, followed by the Bucks defense, followed by the former Mr. Irrelevant South Carolina Gamecock himself, Ryan Suckup at the, at the kicker position out there in Tampa. The Rams defensive special teams, Marvin Jones, Robbie Gould, the Cowboys defense, the Niners defense, the Steelers defense. Um, I'm assuming the Supreme team. Now that makes sense. The Steelers fan himself. Chris Boswell. Yeah, he took two Steelers back to back. This guy, Daniel Jones, Evan McPherson, DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Young Ho Q. Uh, Davis Mills, I'm, I pronounced that really well. I'm kind of proud of myself. Davis Mills, Harrison Butker, Jake Elliott, Sky Moore, Chris Olave, and Mo Alley Cox. Brick City, I see you, girl. You've been out here paying attention to the draft boards, girl. Strategy on them boys. I see y'all. So y'all just gonna let her come out here and just be. It's all good. I mean, champ. it makes sense who Cool plays for too, because down in Atlanta they just be looking for young hosts. <laughs> <laughs> Do we got the answers, man? I, you ain't stupid. got the answers. Get the chant. I, li I literally just gotta give, as many, gotta give you as many. Got to give you as many as I can. <laughs> this guy, y'all, DJ High Star, he's here all day. But no, as I mentioned, um, 
we had a Gamecock to go off the board. And so I'm going to jump to and pitch it out to you guys. Another big deal, no thing. Not sure how many of you all had the opportunity to see it this week. But South Carolina uh, has partnered with a sports market agency to become the first major college program with an in-house NIL firm. Essentially, what they have said is the South Carolina Gamecocks are going to now allow their players, whom already are going to have their own signed agents, to come to a firm in-house that's going to go out and get these NIL deals for them, they'll still have the obligation, the opportunity to have their negotiations uh, or the negotiator, their representation in the negotiations, and they get to keep 100% of the deals that this firm brokers. The charge that the firm is going to be uh, is going to have, the University of South Carolina is going to go and pay it for them. So essentially, they're making sure that their players have the best possible nil deals out there and that they don't have that added pressure of being taken advantage of or having some folks trying to take their money they're taking exclusively the opportunity to pay for that for their players so i'm going to pass it around big deal no thing we'll start with you dj high star the south carolina is the first school in the country with an nil in-house nil firm yeah. i mean uh that's high big deal <laughs> okay that's a big deal why you say uh, just being the first, uh, you know, hold that thought real quick. Uh, <laughs> the clock go around. He's like, yeah, listen, he, y'all, for those of you listening, he's literally on the clock. He was trying to talk, and that 50 seconds literally went down to 29 seconds real quick. And so as he's making y'all his selection. Y'all see what I mean by he's having a little too much fun as the commissioner? I mean, this is life or death for me right now. You know what I mean? And <laughs> is it? People are just laughing. And so the last pick just now was um, Slime City took wide receiver Brandon Ayuk. Good pick, bro, right there. Uh, he came after Kenny Pickett, the Titans defense, Ramondre Stevenson, and also followed up after Brandon Ayuk, Julio Jones, the new Tampa Bay wide receiver, uh, followed by Drake London out of Atlanta. Okay. So, yeah, you were saying uh, you, you just being at first for any school? Yeah, that, I mean, that's big. You're going to set the precedent and uh, the framework for other universities to to do the same. Um, like like we was talking about in the past, man, it's NIL and the whole uh, uh, transfer, uh, what do they call it, the transfer tunnel. What is, what is it called? The, the, the portal. Yeah, like all of that stuff is just is, is groundbreaking for the NCAA and for these players. So, um just finding another avenue for them to get money and to promote the school, in essence, uh, is, gonna, is a big thing. It's a big deal, rather. Brett, I'm going to pitch it down to you. You're right there in the heart, in the homeland with the uh, Gamecocks. Is it a big deal or no thing that they're the first with the in-house NIL firm? Oh, definitely a big deal. That's I was listening to the uh, Gamecock Central podcast this morning, and I think there was three different Gamecocks that were doing ads Um and honestly, three that I didn't really, I wasn't very familiar with. Mm. Um, they were doing ads for for some um, restaurants around Charlotte, um, like from hometowns and stuff. One of them was a picture from the baseball team. Sweet. So, I mean, it's giving them all, you know, it's spreading it out and giving them all an opportunity. And I love it. And, and honestly, and I, I want to give a chance for everybody else to get around and talk and comment on it, too. But I love it, too. I'm saying it's a big, a big deal. deal. In addition to brokering the NIL deals, they're actually going to be having in-house 
um, graphics artists, in-house recording and video and audio to give them an opportunity to really create all that content right there in studio with some of the best in the country and best in the world. And so they'll have that dedicated opportunity to not only broker the deals, keep 100% of the money, but they'll also have that in-house content creation right there alongside. So I, that, that's why, I, for me, that was the portion that was a big deal and, and where I was huge. TJ, you want to jump in on this big deal? No thing about the Gamecocks? All right, we go pass it over. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, I'm good. Man. He's, He's like, like nah, nah, I'm worried about this draft right now the whole time. I'm going to pass it over to Ashton, man. Um, you are also in Columbia. What are your thoughts, man? Um, well, I mean, it's, it's kind of a big deal. I'm not going to lie. College That's a big deal. <laughs> it's like, yeah, y'all asking me these college questions in the pros. Once they come to us, they, and honestly, that's another perspective, and I would like to get some of you guys back maybe throughout the season, and we can talk a little bit about it. How many of you guys actually follow college football uh, as closely as you do as with the pro level? Because I know they're two separate games and two separate entities, although this NIL deals uh, and, and just the structure of it overall is kind of mirroring them a lot more. If you look at the uh, University of South University of Southern Cal, USC, we talked about it a couple of weeks ago here on the show. They're essentially a pro team right now with a free agent roster that is stacked. First-year coach, first-year quarterback, first-year running back, uh, wide receiver. They're all, all of the top skill positions have all transferred in and are kind of coming in with these big NIL deals and really like, yo, let's go ahead and buy this championship real quick and see what's to this. Um, it, it essentially creates a free agent market in the college game. So it'll be interesting to see how many of you guys are still uh, are kind of the big. I know, Brett, you follow college football pretty closely, right? Yeah, and what I was going to say is uh, now it's finally even in the playing fields a little bit with Alabama. Mm, exactly. The thing that they've been doing under the table and behind closed doors for years, now everybody else gets to do out in the open. And, of course, Saban's going to be upset about that. You're, you're digging in his pockets at this point. But being who he is, I honestly believe that he's going to find the next big way to cheat the system and and, and, and find a way to build Belichick it and get, it, get away with things that others don't necessarily have the option and the opportunity to do so. So... Uh, we'll keep an eye on it. And like I said, we may get some of you guys to come back through the season and we'll talk a little bit about it. Now, after Julio Jones comes off the board, coming back to the draft, and this is Carolina Sports Talk, your man Big Cliff with an host of others sitting in studio and virtually for the Carolina Sports Talk draft uh, live here on ESPN, not on ESPN. Let me speak prophetically out here in these streets, but we are on the ESPN platform drafting. Uh, after Julio Jones, Drake London, Atlanta wide receiver is gone, followed by the Bengals special teams defense, Jarvis Landry and his new New Orleans home. Robert Woods, a one-time definite and surefire first-round pick, goes in round 13, number pick, uh, pick number 10 overall in that round. Hayden Hurst, tied in, who I believe is going to have a bounce-back season. He's overdue, another former Gamecock. Followed by Zach Wilson, Irv Smith Jr., Chase Edmonds, James Cook, who is in his new home out there in Buffalo, followed by Naheem Hines, who at one point was the go guy in Indianapolis, but with the resurgence or the resurgence of Jonathan Taylor, who was taken number one by our defending champ. Um, Naheem's kind of been re relegated to a somewhat of a bench and backup role, but followed by him, we've got Braxton Berica, New Jersey Jets, New York Jets, Jersey Jets, same thing. Uh, going in that round. So you guys got this thing popping live, man. Uh, I'm excited to see what this season is going to look like, man. The waiver wire is definitely going to be humming after this draft. I can already see it. 
I, I, I just kind of anticipate some folks as we are now on the clock in the 15th round of 17 with the pick number 175. We've got a couple of quarterbacks to have gone off of the board since we uh, gave you our last update. I'm looking at Marcus Mariota, the quarterback, new starter out in Atlanta. Evan Ingram tied in uh, now in Jacksonville. Nope, I'm looking at it wrong. He's No, he is in Jacksonville. I didn't know that. Uh Jahan Dotson, wide receiver in Washington. Robert Tanyan, Matt Gay, kicker. Mitch Trubisky, <sighs> Terror Squad. We're going to have to talk about it. Isaiah Pacquiao, uh, Pacheco. Pacheco? Pacheco? Yeah, let's go with him. Running back. I did not know. I don't know this guy. I'm sorry. Uh, the Washington Commanders defense is gone, followed by James Robinson. The Packers defense. Geno Smith. Somebody really needed a quarterback. Uh, DJ Shark, Tommy Tremble, quarter, excuse me, tight end, Carolina Panthers, the defensive uh, special teams of the Colts, followed by Michael Carter, running back with the New Jersey Jets. I just said it again, New York Jets. <laughs> just, I, uh, Gino Smith pick real quick. He's not a starter, but he's also a dual threat. And, you know, if I need him for a week... <laughs> He's playing, you know. I'll, I'll take my chances. Now, now, honestly, that's a that's a value pick. That's somebody that, hey, if he succeeds, that's somebody that you can now have on your quarterback on your bench to plug him in, like you said, if you need a streamer for a week or as trade fodder later on down the road. So that's a, that's a solid pick, bro. Uh, especially at this point in the fifteenth round, it's a good good look because he could be flourished into a good pick. Now, if he's trash, that's just an extra spot you get to kick off easily and pull somebody in from the waiver wire. So good pick. Uh, Look, I'm I'm gonna let you live with it. I'm gonna let you live. As a matter of fact, let's take a look at your squad since we're talking about it. The New Jersey breadwinner. Starting quarterback, as we mentioned, you've got Jalen Hurts, you've got Baker Mayfield, Alvin, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, Keenan Allen, Amon Ross St. Brown, Dallas Goddard, you've got Brees Hall, who I, again I'm fully expecting to have a great season. Darnell Moody, you've got the Saints defense, which is going to be solid this year, except when they play the Carolina Panthers. You've got Jake Elliott at your kicker position. You've got, ooh, on your bench, you've got De'Ange, De, Devontae excuse me, Smith. You've got Rashad Penny. You've got Robert Tunyon and Geno Smith. Man, you've got a nice balance. I see that you've been attentive to your, um, your week 14 buys, except for both of your starting running backs and your defense. And your flex, but you know, other than that, you feeling good about your squad? Hey, I, I didn't realize that, but thanks for calling it out. But uh, is it week fourteen a playoff week? N- no, week uh, in this with this format because we'll do fourteen. I think week sixteen is when the playoffs start. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So he breezed by then because week 14, boy, that would have been a tragedy for you, bro, if you had to start your playoffs with that many starters. And even into your bench, your backup tight end also has a week 14 bye. So something to be mindful of. Uh, if I can get Dwayne to come off mute real quick, man, and tell me, dog, how, how are you feeling about your squad so far, man? You know, it's not too bad. I'm, I'm worried about the – I got three people on, on the same bye week, but I think I filled it out on the, on the bench. But I think you know it's a pretty good team. I got here. I got I got together here. Okay, okay. So 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 you you willing to say you're gonna finish in the top five in the league, top two, or you just ready to go ahead and take the championship? I I, I guarantee top five. Mm, gar- you know, guarantee. 
You know what? I'm going to give you for that one. You get a hot take sounder for that one, sir. If I can get the board to cooperate. It's hot. D said he's got a top five guaranteed team in the fantasy. You heard it here, folks. Now, Brandon, how you feeling about your squad, man, over there? The Terror Squad. Hey, man, I feel good, man. I I, I drafted. Uh, basically, I tried to draft all number one options. Okay. So I feel like every position player is a number one option on, it, on their team, so they should be getting some targets. A lot of high-volume players, so. You've got you've got two players that I, I see on your squad that are actually both on your bench, but I think that they have potential to be two really really good upside players. One being Mitch Trubisky. Um, I know I talk trash about him, but I mentioned uh, definitely in previous uh, episodes that I think that year in Buffalo did him good, and I think that Mitch is going to yeah. be uh, primed to be a better version of himself there in a very uh-huh. stable wait, organization. Wait. When you look at it, I mean, he went to playoffs twice in Chicago mm-hmm. in dysfunction. So, I mean, you know, he should be okay. And I just got him to uh, fill in a bye week. He's not going to be starting, just to fill in a bye week. Yeah, definitely. And even, like I said, similar to what we talked about with Ashton, if you decide to use him as some trade fodder next, uh, throughout the season, he, he has the mm-hmm. potential to be playing some high-quality ball. But I'm also high up on Chris Alave, um, the speedy, speedy, speedy wide receiver down in yeah. New Orleans, man. I think yeah. we know Jameis likes to air it out, whether he's third and 30 yeah. to your team or 30 to our team. It doesn't matter. And, he likes to and get Michael, it. Michael Thomas ain't played in a couple years. Mm-hmm. And, and he, he, he got weak bones. He's brittle. So. <laughs> Chris Olave, I think, is going to be a, a, a sneaky good pick uh, for them, kind of in, in the realm of um, oh, what was the wide receiver that used to play for us and then went over to them um, – uh, drops McGee drops all them balls. Um, I cannot think of his name, but Ted Ginn Jr. My guy, appreciate it. Drops McGee. He's going to put me in the mindset of a Ted Ginn, just a speedster that's going to go out there, breadbasket, and catch some passes. Because huh? because Jameis definitely has the arm and even even an extent of some mobility if he can stay healthy with that knee. So I'm definitely interested in seeing uh, what Chris can do. So you got some good picks on him, man. It's going to be a good well, season. Uh, now, Brandon, while we have you here, man, um, the last time that you and I have engaged in any kind of sports wagering, I uh, snatched up $10 from you, if I can recall. So, 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 so I won't even bring up the details of it. But so when we play, you know what I mean? Are you willing to put another $10 on the line yet? Hey, you man, to say that? it's only $10. I, I'm open oh, for it, man. Oh, big baller. Dog. Big baller. Do, yo, kill the 50 cent, yo. Happy birthday. You said 50 cent. That's yeah. not ever new. <laughs> that I get money, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah let's get it. 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 Go ahead, Brady. We can do that then. Like I said, man, I know you, I know you want your get back. You know, get back I game. I need to get that get back, man. Get back game, I get yeah. Get back. <laughs> I said, give me that. And my cash app is. <laughs> now, is there anybody else here whether uh, that has played from last year or if just anything uh, in one another league with somebody here that's just looking forward to their matchup and just ready to, to thrash on their opponent uh, in upcoming season? What you got on it, TJ? She already know what's up. So you saying Patriot Patty got to come see you? See, yo, she got to come see me. Okay, and that's my sis. You know what I mean? Uh, tell him again. Like, definitely, you know, 
with all due respect, you know, the you, you got to beat the champ to be the champ. You know what I'm saying? So, with her being the champ, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out for blood. Like, I want all the smoke. And I'm going to talk trash because my team beat her team preseason. I know I'm not going to do it this year. If I do play, I don't even think I play y'all. Yeah, but with that being said, I beat her preseason, so I had to get my little my talk in. But, yeah, I want the smoke. Okay. I want the smoke. I'm in the clock. Oh, she oh see? You see how? <laughs> she was just getting ready. Playing? Nah, yo, that ain't right. See the we were. <laughs> see the you listen, she literally was sitting there being attentive to her, to dogs talking, talking to trash. She was giving him the respect he do. Meanwhile, her clock was ticking the whole time. You know what's up, though? You said you got your person? You. Uh, hey, she said she picked a good player on you too, hey, bro. Hey, you know what's up though? What's I knew that? She was on the clock, so I just kept looking down. Finesse. Looking down, <laughs> <looking> down. <laughs> now I know, uh, Brett. You talked earlier about uh, not being able to get that get back on me, and I'm I'm sorry about that this year, man. But uh, who else are you looking at? Uh, kind of maybe avenging some losses from last season. From I don't know. Did I lose to anybody else? Yeah, you didn't go one loss in the league, did you? Oh, I don't think any of the rest of these people can beat me. Ooh, say that with the sounder. sounder. <laughs> yeah, saved by the sounder. <laughs> Listen, I love it, y'all. Like, I, I enjoy a little bit of uh, a little trash talk, especially the amongst a bunch of whole bunch of friends and go cool people who actually have the skill to back it up. I, I can say that. As I mentioned, there's some folks on here who I've seen grow into some great fantasy football players. One amongst them, our defending champion, who is celebrating her draft by shaking her laptop just like it was the championship trophy. But um, I've seen some of you guys that have started off not so good. Some other folks who have started off decent and elevated to great. So this season is going to be an amazing season, and we are excited about it. I appreciate each one of you guys joining us. Uh, We'll be featuring you all throughout the season at different intervals, and so we'll definitely Definitely look forward to it. Uh, hi, Star, before we get out of here, anything you want to highlight the people, man? Yeah, I just just uh, wrapped up my draft. I think one thing to kind of go or um, to counter what you were saying the other week about drafting for value whenever you don't see some of the value like at the top of all positions. And, and one thing that um, that stands out to me this year is the injury. So you got to be aware of like who, who's got what injuries and stuff like that. I have what you call uh, insurance picks. So as we never wish injury on any kind of players, uh, there's always those to think about that perform well whenever the first string goes down. So I used up my last two picks um, for quote-unquote insurance picks. Mm, smart. Um, I got Huntley from Baltimore and then also Chuba Hubbard here in Carolina. Um like I said, now is the mindset behind that, just quote-unquote insurance picks. Yeah, and, and and with that value, if they if they blow and they succeed, then, then you've got some really great value there. And if they don't, you, you really didn't lose anything because those are the, typically the positions that you can kind of use as somebody to release and, and kind of have some flexibility with anyway. So definitely a good look. It's going to be a great season again. I want to thank everybody. Shout out to my co-host, DJ Highstar, for being here in the building with us. Um, I want to give TJ... Patriot Patty, my dog Freddie. Uh, we got Brandon, Dwayne, Ashton, Joe, and Brett joining us in 
This has been another episode of Carolina Sports Talk. This is your man, Big Cliff. And as always, thank you for tuning in on your favorite podcast app. Next time, tell your smart speaker, play Carolina Sports Talk. You can hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Carolina Sports Talk. Or to be a part of the show, hit us up on the Carolina Sports Talk line, Cliff at carolinasportstalk.net. Or join the Facebook group, Carolina Sports Talk Talks Back. Until next time, peace.